You're listening to Brought Back Home, broadcasted on the CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, Ontario. I'm your host, Matt Muto, and today we have some great guests joining us on the show. We have Celine Klein, founder and owner of Jamstone Productions with us today to talk about her experiences with photography and videography here in Kingston within the last several months. Talking about what she's been up to and what's in store for Jamstone Productions in the near future. Our musical guests today include Ryan Lewis and Claire Cooper. Ryan is a local producer and musician himself. He's worked with countless acts over the years here in Kingston and has taken up the role as a mentor for a handful of young and up-and-coming artists, one of which is Claire, who we will be hearing from later on today. A little bit of a change-up today. We're going to give you a taste of what these two artists have to offer before we get into the second portion of the show. So here's a song performed by Ryan titled, For Love. Never gave up on me. Ooh, 
Welcome back to the CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario. This is your host, Matt Muto, and I'm here today with local videographer, photographer, and businesswoman, Celine Klein. Hello. Thanks for coming in, Celine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Celine is the owner and operator of her business, Jamstone Productions, local company that specializes in working with other artists and just anyone in general who's looking to get professional videography or photography work. I know you work at Musiki as well, part-time, and yep. you're a big music fan yourself, yep. but you're a very talented photographer and videographer in your own right, and I think that pairs kind of well because you've been working with some local bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about some projects you've worked on lately? Yeah, during quarantine, I've been thinking a lot what I could do from home and keeping everybody safe and still making content. So I started with Julia Finnegan and the concept was just like, how are you doing? Like, what's up with you during quarantine? How do you hold it? Like, yeah. are you creative? Are you working on anything? How does it impact your career? Honestly, if someone, if anyone hasn't checked out uh, Celine's you know, or Jamstone's socials on YouTube and Instagram and and other platforms, uh, Celine basically has done what this show has been doing, but been doing it for longer and just covering more <laughs> artists and in, in a more digestible form for, I think, online um, viewing as well. I had I have five interviews so far online. I have two more coming. I'm having some scheduled problems, but I'm going to interview two other women musicians in town. Um, but it was really nice to just talk with us five, six musicians. So I had Julia Finnegan, Savannah Shea, Sean Patterson, Adam Chartrand, and uh, Jonas and Carl from the Wilderness. It was just, I don't know, I feel like it was really important to spend some time with them and asking them how they're doing and what do they imagine for the future and what is going to be the impact on their life as a musician because like, we're talking about the Kingston scene and like, those musicians are working so hard to just have the venues they have. They're working so hard to be where they are right now. And because everything is canceled for the summer, they're losing probably money, shows, grants. And like They're just losing so much time. Yeah, it's really hard for a lot of musicians. And they're still putting a lot of effort in. We're seeing like Wilderness and Julia Finnegan release new music last week. And the only way they can really promote it is coming on to your series, this show, interviews and stuff, live or promoting stream. it online. Yeah, and live yeah. streaming. Those are the, those are, that's it. I guess outdoor shows are kind of coming back again, but there's still a lot of logistics. We talked about that in the past on this show. There's a lot of logistics that need mm-hmm. to be figured out. But yeah, it's very difficult, especially when people have been putting out work that they can't really make money off of. As we all know, musicians make most of their revenue from shows. Mm-hmm. So it's a very difficult time for sure. Yeah. I have two more episodes I have to film for my for my series, but I think after I'm going to stop because quarantine is over. For now, anyways, right? For now, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. But uh, I think it's important to just follow our musicians in town and like also feel like that's maybe a weird moment right now and like I don't want to do that for money or anything. I want to do that right. because it's important to do it. It's important to give people the opportunity to speak and say what's happening and for them as musicians and every artist, honestly, like every artist is struggling right now. Definitely. So um, it was important. Yeah, we talk a, a lot about how every artist, no matter what they're doing, is struggling right now. We have how theater has struggled. 
artists who do visual art galleries can't happen right now. It's it's a very difficult time. And yeah. I want my next question was I know you've been very busy with that series and you've helped shoot a music video or two the last couple months. You've been fairly fortunate. You've been able to keep doing your own work for your especially for yourself and your own business, which a lot of small businesses have been struggling mm-hmm. right now. I know you work very hard, but did you have like a plan ahead of time? when lockdown first happens or did stuff just come naturally because your connections and how you just how you talk with people yeah i i had things planned for this summer and it got cancelled i was supposed to be photographer on the how island festival supposed to be videographer on zamfir and my plan was honestly to just like I made this list of every festival in Ontario and Quebec, every festival I could go pretty easily on the weekend. And my plan was just to message every band, all of them. And it's what I've been doing last year. And it's how I got like a few a few contacts with Back to the Farm at Hillside and Wolf Island. And I met so many people at Zamfir too last year. So yeah, I had a, I had a few things planned for the summer, but... Unfortunately, everything got cancelled. And I got a bit scared, honestly, because I was thinking all summer, I'm never going to have anything until the winter because no shows are coming back. Musicians are banned, so they're like, they can be easy, like five or six people, plus me, seven. There is a limit of numbers. Like, and why they will do like photo shoot and music video outside if there is nothing to release or nothing to promote. <laughs> I don't know, for a while I thought, well, I have n- I'm gonna have nothing to do this summer, but um, I'm I'm lucky to like have the wilderness always with me because they're really good friends. So like I'm pretty often working with them. So I've been doing a photo shoot for them, and we just finished two nights ago to f- to shoot their next music video. Yeah, I have a few things coming because like I feel like also doing this series jam at home helped me in the in the way that some people saw my videos and my names and they didn't know me before. So they just had in mind, oh, okay, Celine is working with musicians. That's cool. Maybe I will contact her later. And I had some emails from people I didn't know at all. Or at least I knew they <laughs> didn't know me and now they, they at least know my name. I, I can't imagine. Just browsing Instagram myself, I, I've seen content from you before, but it just felt like there was a lot and it was the fact that you were doing something as often as you were, I think really helped too. It makes people understand that you're serious about your job mm-hmm. and your business. And the fact that, like you said, so many musicians are struggling right now and looking for ways to promote. I think reaching out to businesses and opportunities like the one you presented with uh, Jam at Home mm-hmm. is fantastic. It's great, but it's also so much work and so much <laughs> time because I do that when I have spare time. Totally a volunteer project for me, just all on my free time. It took me actually so many hours for a bit. I was thinking, oh my God, I will never be able to do that. Plus working at Musicy, plus working on my new music video, plus editing all those photos. Oh my God, how am I going to do that? But it's important. So like, I'm going to do the two next ones. The interview I'm going to do, for example, next week compared to the one I did with Julia in May, like my question totally changed. Like <laughs> we're not in lockdown anymore. I know. People yeah. started to play again. People yeah. can actually like have a social life again. It's just different. Now it's no, it's no more how are you doing staying home. It's more like how are you doing going back to like this weird normal life where you cannot really play, but like you can play. <laughs> you cannot really see people, but you can see people. Yeah. Like, just it's so weird. Um, yeah, I'm really happy I did this series. I think it's 
it was important and good. And if the situation with COVID is not getting better, I guess I won't. I will probably do a few more after. <laughs> so you're the first person that we've had on here who specializes in photography and videography. It's probably difficult when you're not just because like you said, you're volunteering your time for most of these projects. It's probably a little bit more difficult to create revenue from it as well, especially if you're working with the musicians because they don't have money because they're not making it from shows. You being someone who enjoys music as much as you do kind of understands that, especially because mm -hmm. you have so many friends here who play music. What do you think you can do in the future to adapt and, and kind of maybe right the ship? I guess, other than like totally changing who your clientele are, I guess. Yeah, there is a few grants out. Um, I applied for one last year. So I still like I, I understand the process to like apply for a grant, but just personally, I have a problem that I'm not resident yet. Right. And there's a lot of grants I cannot apply because I'm not resident and I'm just on a work permit. But there's a lot of grants outside, and you have to come with a project. But like, it's actually weird because I wrote my last grant last year, and I had to. I was trying to apply for my next documentary. But I had to apply in the way that I was really showing them how the movie is going to look like before even filming it. And it's not a fiction. It's a documentary. <laughs> yes, we have to prepare a little bit documentaries, but also everything happens when we actually start to roll and when we roll and we see. Mm -hmm. I feel like there is more grants right now, especially during COVID for musicians. I did not hear about any grants for videographers. But if, if those musicians can get those grants and they're using your services, they can... Ideally, sure. they would pay Ideally, you, yeah. right? Because it's it's a circle. Like I chose to work with musicians mostly and artists in general, and we're all broke. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Right now, we're all broke. So yeah, it's a really weird, vicious circle. Like I work with musicians; they're gonna be able to pay me a bit so I can leave, but I also need to buy more equipment if I want to be more professional and more creative and have more more options in my work. So if I buy more equipment, I need to charge <laughs> more money to the musicians. It's a, it's a really weird circle right now. It's always going to be this weird circle, but mostly right now because no one is making really money. Yeah, it just amplifies it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to change the conversation a little bit here. When you mentioned documentaries, you worked with the wilderness and helped them produce what was, I, I think, ideally the first and maybe a series of documentaries that you were working on. You talk a little bit about how when you are filming something, a documentary, and when you were talking about the grant application process, they want to see materials, something a lot of people kind of forget when they are watching a documentary often. This happened actually with Tiger King, which just totally captured like everyone's attention for a few weeks. They initially, when they were shooting that footage, it wasn't supposed to be, the angle of the story wasn't supposed to be what it was in the end. When you're shooting a documentary, you always need to be able to adapt and to kind of change what the focus is, right? So mm -hmm. when you're saying that you're applying for these grant applications, they want to see something already produced by you, which is kind of like a chicken and egg argument, especially if it's the first one. Have you had to adapt in that sense, kind of like other documentaries usually do, where you have a focus at the beginning and the storyline kind of changes as you're filming? The documentary I want to make, I want it to be about musician mental health. COVID was just ruining what I was trying to imagine for this movie. Because 
I wanted to ask some specific question to the musicians I will I will interview. But COVID, I, I already imagined they will always like change their answer in the COVID way, and I don't want this documentary to be like stuck in the time, right? And be part of the COVID time. I want it to be. And then when it when it ages past that, exactly. it's not relevant anymore, right? So I just decided I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait another year, I guess, for next spring. Because I guess the turnaround time too, it, in order for it to be relevant, would have to be real fast. Yeah. Production for a documentary usually takes a lot of time, but I guess it depends on how much footage you have to sift through too, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know uh, there's documentaries I've seen and I followed the process of them being made and sometimes it takes years. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. The one I imagine is going to be filmed probably on more than six months. I want a time at in, the, in, the, in the between. I can wait and like go back to my characters. What are you doing after all this time? So Interesting. It's going to take a while. And especially because it's such a big topic. It's something that, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really just cover in the span of maybe two or three months and that's no. it. Like you said, I think revisiting the characters is for something like uh, mental health and musicians is very important because you get to see how it works over a prolonged period of time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we can look forward to that in the future. One day, we don't really have a, <laughs> have yeah, a date to I hope I will work give. on it one day. <laughs> so we've talked about musicians have you, even if it's in the last two years, have you worked with other artists or other areas of work other than just music? And if you have, do you want to maybe talk about those people you've worked with? Sure. Last summer, I got a contract with a, with a Kick and Push Festival. So last year, I filmed every shows, every shows, and I made uh, two videos after that for their own promotion. I think right now, there's one on the website, actually. But I'm actually going to work with them again this year. They contacted me, but I was just asking, wait, 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 you're going to have shows outside? Like, really? Cool. But they're going to have a few shows uh, online. They're going to have a few shows in real, and I think one is going to be on Cedar Island, I think. Um, so I'm going to work with them again this year. So worked with, so yeah, I worked with, in music. I worked in theater. Uh, except that, I did not work with any kind of arts, but I really would love to. I would love to, to work with, uh, with painters. Like, I just want every artist to feel like they can reach out to me and work with me because I, I love music. It's my priority, but I really want work with other kind of artists. Of course. So if, if you're an artist and you're listening, if you want to reach out to Celine, you can find her on Instagram at Jamstone Productions or her personal Instagram, Celine Klein. I think it's Celine K. Celine K. Ellen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So I have some friends in Toronto that work independently for themselves, just like you. And uh, one friend, he focuses on photography, but does some videography as well. And something that he did early on was working with other photographers and videographers and giving them a platform to talk about what they do. And I know that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense because it's also your competition. But when you guys have projects where you need more than one person to operate a camera or to edit or do whatever... Are there any other videographers and photographers that you've worked with in Kingston? Even before to say a name, it's funny you say that because I was talking to my, to some French friends the other day, and I was I was telling them I feel like there is a little bit more competition here in a small city and less co-working. And I had the feeling when I was in France during my degree, and even just after my degree, it was so much more projects going on at the same time and everybody was helping each other everybody was working together on project and I had the feeling 
in Kingston, I don't want to be negative or anything. Just I just had this feeling it was more competition and more like, no, this is my business, this is my clients. When I, I wish we could have co- more co-working sometimes. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because something we've talked about on the show is that um, theater, music, visual artists all in Kingston here are usually very ready to work together. And I haven't talked about this on the show before, but this is something I've talked with other people in Kingston is the fact that videographers and photographers are, yes, a little bit more competitive here, I guess, because especially if you're focusing on in the arts industry, it's uh, there's only so many people you can kind of work with at once. I feel like it was even not about the size of a city. I just feel like we wanted to be bigger team in France with my friends to make bigger things. Right. Like we just, yeah, more people to to bigger project and a better project. So definitely now at this point, every time I want to work on a music video for a band in Kingston, every time I want to ask them, please let me work with someone else because I cannot do that alone. Like the, yeah, the music video I just did for The Wilderness this week, my team was amazing and I didn't know any of them. I just made an Instagram story. I'm looking for some, I'm looking for people for this music video. I need a light technician at least. And I worked with Peter at the light, I had Sule for my photo photography behind the scene, and I we had uh, Emily Kate uh, was in theater and she was our choreographer and like for once to be like okay let's make a big team let's do that well, <laughs> it was so good it felt so good so much less pressure on me because I knew during the shoot I didn't have to think anything about the lights I could just tell Peter <laughs> I would like that effect, please do that for me. And Ike was in charge of the actor. So, and we also had Sabrina, who's uh, such a talented young woman who already knows what she want to do in her life. It's storyboard. And she made us an amazing storyboard. So also the shoot filled so much less stressing because I already knew what I had to feel. Yeah, that has to, if you were doing that all... All those things, you can't do them all by yourself, even physically. You don't have enough arms. Exactly, you know? exactly. It was like I did music video before when I was really alone. Even just alone, like alone to hold my equipment, alone to go there, alone to like set up everything and trying to put some lights, even if like it's not my, I'm not specialized in lights at all. <laughs> uh, plus the band is like, oh, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm like, no, give me some time, please. <laughs> She's like... It feels so much better to have a, to have like a team, and work with people. So, to react on what you said earlier, like I I feel like in Kingston artists want to help each other, but I also feel like there is this weird competition, and I just wish I could work more with videographers in town. I just wish we could meet, like have somewhere or maybe like a platform or something to actually like interact and meet. And we could just exchange ideas and projects and like, I need help on this one. I Mm -hmm. need help on this one. And they still, like, everybody can still do their own things on the side. Everybody still have their business. It just, I wish we could at least one day just all meet together and know exactly who's, like, who's who in town. Oh, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, even if it was just a talk shop or if someone had questions about a very specific situation, yeah. you know, it would come in handy. And that's kind of hard to coordinate, right? It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to coordinate. But like, I think it, I think there's some potential for that in the future, whether mm-hmm. it's maybe 
you organizing. I know you don't have a lot of time these days, but if anyone's listening who finds that compelling, maybe there's something there in the future. I think there is. We shall see. Artists working together, regardless of what platform it is, just the way we are as humans, as long as you're not a sociopath, it's it's the most satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking myself as a musical performer, I've played solo and with bands. And when I'm playing solo, I'm playing all the music I write, sure. But even when in, it's been in bands or groups where I am or am not writing the music, I still find it way more satisfying working with other people. I don't know what it is. And I'm not sure if that's the case for everyone, but I imagine, and it is in a sense, because just watching people react on stage when they're playing by themselves, it's a little bit more nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But just having the like emotional support with other people and helping other people, especially if songwriters or non-songwriters are helping other people create their songs and present their songs to the world, it's it's... I don't know. It's beautiful. And and like you said, it it works like that with shooting videos and shooting photos as well. Having a lighting tech who knows what they're doing and having someone who can draw storyboards that can really help you prepare for the actual shooting process. Having someone who's there to give acting advice and composure advice to the people who are going to be on camera. That's not something that one person can do. Just like in a band, not one person can't play all the instruments. Just like in theater, one person can play all the parts, but it, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thanks for coming on the show today, Celine. I know we, we talked about quite a bit in a short period of time here. If you want, this is an opportunity for you to maybe shout out your socials, shout out anything you're working on. Instagram at Facebook is jamstone.productions. My website is jamstoneproductions.com. And uh, I also have my personal Instagram, uh, Celine Kaelin. I'm going to have a music video coming out by the end of a month, the new music video for the wilderness. I'm going to work on another on project with musicians, but I cannot say anything yet because I still have not met yet, <laughs> but I know something will happen. I'm going to be photographer also for the, for the wilderness at McKinnon Brothers for their album release show. Yeah, I'm going to have like, at least two more jam at home coming so go check it out very exciting thanks celine you're welcome thanks for having me up next we have ryan lewis and claire cooper joining us on the show but before we begin the interview with the two local musicians here they are performing one of their original songs titled cold with the additional performance of keaton ryan to help them Blows the season, me, I'm sneezing, bless our light. No rhyme or reason, but under my tree is fog lights. Heavy breathing, I'm out on the stage all night. North star shining, now give me some of that spotlight. The room is packed, the drinks are cold. Whoa, the girls are back, the boys are home. Oh, I swear one day we built this room, and this boat are rolling down the coldest road. Still, they try to turn us down, but we all won't listen. Tell mama that I'm grown, got my own decisions. Man, you mission what you need, day one still kicking. I just play my cards right while they all went fishing, ayy. Now I ain't tryna get too involved, I ain't tryna take pictures I'll be right here sippin' on my eggnog, writing down my wish Got gifts but not from none of y'all, getting tired of you Grinches Watch them see I'm all melt when the snow falls, you won't catch me slippin' Turn this mother out, yo This groove is cold, baby 
watch the beat get frosty I see a man walking in with like 10 chains Baby, he ain't this cold, watch me And I know, I know, I've been told I can get a little cocky But listen quick, I'ma trip him on the handle Don't give him no cocky You're listening to 101.9 FM, the CFRC, here in Kingston, Ontario. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm here today with Claire Cooper and Ryan Lewis. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Like I mentioned (laughs) during our discussion on the phone, I was really happy to see an R&B artist that was living and operating out of Kingston and doing a really solid job. But it, it just blew my mind that... I hadn't seen you perform at some of the venues downtown in the past, and maybe maybe you had, and I just had the misfortune of missing those opportunities, but I would have loved to have seen those shows. Yeah, I've been knocking around for quite a bit. Um, to be honest with you, when I first, I've been probably in Kingston for over uh, just about 10 years or so, just a little bit over 10 years. Along with R&B, I have also been involved in a few other projects. Uh, I, I was with a group called Sons of Static for a little bit. Um, that's like a hard rock band. And uh, we, we, opened, we opened up for Thornley and, uh, and a few other really cool um, acts here in Kingston. Um, but yeah, like, to be honest with you, R&B is my, is, that's, that's my roots. I love, I love R&B, pop. Um, so even though I feel like there's a, there's an infrastructure here for it. I, I feel like there's a lot of resistance around having that type of music. Now, rhythm and blues, sure, because it's so close to to <laughs> blues itself. Yes, yeah, but yeah. when it comes to like the the soul and the and the um, the pop, it feels like pulling a tooth trying to oh, trying to get to open up to that realm. Um, it's pretty sad, but. It is what it is. Now no that we have the Drakes and the Weekends and, and those people popping up, maybe things will start to um, open up and relax a little bit. But yeah, like right now, most most of the most of the venues really are like they don't say it, but it's implied. Yes, want, yes, I would agree. Want. Kingston kind of has a tradition of being like a folk and rock and uh, blues town for sure, and. Yeah. I think you're right with Canadian music, for sure, with Drake and The Weeknd being such standout acts. I think that music in general for for the wider populace, older people are being more open-minded with various genres that they listen to and whatnot. And I'm not sure what the the owners and operators are thinking a lot of the time. I do know a couple of venues would probably, like today, if it wasn't for the pandemic, would very likely be open to an R&B act. Like I said, it's not like anyone's going to be having indoor live shows anytime soon. So that's that's something that's something for the future. But as as you um, were making music, 
I, I realized too that when I, when I found Elevation Music Studio, where both of you work, I saw that you, you provide like really high quality opportunities in a studio setting to beginner musicians. Yeah. That's something that it seems like you've been working on for a while. And Claire, I'm not going to call you a beginner musician. You, you have a great voice and you've clearly been honing your craft for a few years now at the very least. But being a, a, a younger musician, having someone like Ryan to team up with has probably been a huge eye-opener. And you're probably getting a lot of tips that you wouldn't have without that, um, that voice being there. Yeah, he gives me lots of opportunities, and I'm really grateful for it. And, like, he um, he taught me how to use my full voice, and I've been using that a lot. Um, he makes, like, music for my original songs, and, like, he helps me out with, like, tips on, like, what words to put, like, where and how it can, like, all make sense and flow more. It is invaluable, the opportunity to have a mentor who has experience not only as a musician, but as a, as a songwriter and producer and, you know, someone who really knows what he's doing for the folks who are going to like the Royal Tavern and the Toucan, they might not know how talented and well-produced a lot of your old tracks from like 2007 are. They're really oh, well done. They know. I've played all, because <laughs> of anyone in Kingston, I haven't played before. Um, right. I've, I, I'm fortunate to work with uh, a lot of great musicians in Kingston as well. Like we, I've teamed up with a lot of people, Spencer Evans, and um, uh, like I mean, I don't want to name drop or anything, but like oh, feel free, honestly. It's 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 been it's been a great experience working with a lot of the the Kingston musicians and um, getting to learn the terrain here. Because I mean, obviously, like I I when I first moved to uh, to art to Canada, which was probably about 20 years ago. I lived in Ottawa for a little bit. And um, if I had to compare Ottawa to Kingston, like, man, I, I, there's no comparison. I love Kingston way more. Uh, it's, it's, the musical infrastructure here is a lot more open, even though it's, it could still do a little bit more work of opening up a little bit more um, culturally, because when we, when we think about diversity, here in Kingston, I mean, Canada. Period. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 whole the whole demographic of Canada. Like we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be open to different culture based mm -hmm. on the fact that I mean, you know, like we are so diverse. Are supposed to be, but like when it comes to art, I feel like everybody is so close-minded and let's do what's already been done just so we're safe, kind of thing and. Anytime you step out of that bubble, it's just you're not gonna grow if you don't try new stuff. You know, right. what I mean? and, and and people people want something fresh. You go to a club, one end of town, you're playing Mustang Sally, and then when you move over to the other end of town, you're just finishing Mustang Sally at another bar and in another bar. You know what I mean? You're right. Canada has this opinion that they like to give to the rest of the world, like we're a multicultural mosaic, and that might be the case in in places like. Toronto and Vancouver, less so Montreal, but like the bigger cities. And then when you go out to, not to say Kingston's rural, maybe outside of Kingston and in the neighboring townships, it is. But even in cities like this, we're, we're not 
super small. We're not super big either, but there is a kind of aspect that needs to be worked on when it comes to, you're right, opening up your uh, avenues for art to more than just what is seen or labeled as Canadian. You know, I think the yeah. term Canadian needs to be more flexible, especially if we're, we're a country that was founded on basically a genocide for, it is what it is, right? <laughs> well, we can. I think it's important to talk about it. As this government and country and society has developed, we talk about being multicultural. And I think compared to, <laughs> compared to some of our neighbors, perhaps that is the case. We, we are, but we, I think we need to improve on making those avenues for immigrants and for people who might not feel comfortable in a, in a setting where they might be like a huge minority or their, their families and friends just aren't going to be going there. We need to make reasons for them to be going there. And mm -hmm. I think that starts with art, like you said. Yeah, so that's, that's a whole giant discussion that we could probably have a full show on yeah. this right there. But at least I, I think it's important for us to touch on it. But moving on from, from that huge issue, I, I want to ask you guys uh, how long you've been working together and how you connected, how you ended up finding yourself where you are today. Um, well, we've been working for about like over, over a year. Or a year and a half. Almost two years. Yeah, almost, almost two, two years. years. Um, well, we initially connected because um, I saw his, I have like a friend who also sings and he and she goes to his studio. And I was like, well, this is really cool. Like she has like music videos. Like I want to try this out too. So then um, I, my mom contacted you and she was like, Claire's coming over. <laughs> Claire's coming over. Um, and yeah, from there we just like, we started working on like covers and um, then like I was like, hey, like I wrote this one song and he was like, oh, this is pretty good. So then we started recording it and then he gave me tips on how to um, use the piano and like some like cool tricks you can do with like the ukulele. And then I started writing music from there. I love seeing songwriters who are young and passionate because it, it you're just going to keep if you stick with it you're just going to keep working with it and you're just going to keep improving and it sounds like you guys are able to work together to make something that sounds cohesive and it's not made by you know more than one person the term that people use with uh, being a old soul i think she's a, a bit of a old soul <laughs> you hear her perform and you don't believe how i want to say little experience she has but like she she's working so well with with what she has that you would not even believe that she's just started she's just starting <laughs> like it blows even now it still blows my mind when i hear her performing and get like the out of me i'm serious <laughs> you know and 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 she's not the type of performer that just sings the song that kind of stuff really excites me because of of my passion for music and my love for music I love to see other people being, I want to use this word, um, infected, and not just affected, but in, almost infected by music. You know what I mean? It's just such a great medium that, that can take you anywhere, can take you anywhere and do anything your imagination can stretch to. You know, and I was about to say, like, it's really great when you can find a, an artist that everything kind of just flows well 
there's absolutely no tension. Like you're almost thinking the same thing. You're on the same wavelength, you know. And I find that with Claire, with with Claire, and I, I've had the fortune to work with a few other artists here in Kingston. I really need that exposure too, because like I, I find that, like you said, it's just like these artists are just sitting in the background, and and because they don't do a specific genre of music, they're not being exposed to the greater masses, you know, and, and it's really unfortunate because, I, I mean, as fortunate as I am to come across great artists like Claire, I think it's just as unfortunate that more people don't get to hear them. When you find, when you find that kind of person that, especially, Brian, especially someone who, you know, lives and breathes music the way you do, as you said, when you find that person that you go, this, this is special. I need to work with this person. It makes you more motivated to kind yeah. of like put that work out into the world. And especially if you're working together, make it the best that you can because it isn't yeah. just Claire. It's, it's the both of you working on this vision of what you hear. It's, yeah, it's really cool when that happens. Music is definitely, in my opinion, better made together than by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put it like this. For people that are listening and and maybe maybe can't catch that sense of what I'm trying to say. If you if you were from you're from Kingston, you left Kingston and you were living in another country, and you are walking through the street and you heard somebody else saying that they were from Kingston. Like, how would you feel about that? Like, you're hmm. in another world, but there's somebody that you can identify with. You know, that's how that feels. That, that that's like you you're you're both from different places, but you can identify with this thing that makes you connected, you know? And, and it's, it's an awesome thing, man. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some more with Claire and Ryan. And while you're waiting for us to come back, here's an original song, Love She So, performed by our guest, Ryan Lewis. Set the bar high Compared to me there really is no other guy Give her the feeling like she's floating in the sky Give her good love and never lie My baby girl I wonder why me love she so Love she so I tell her say no other girl can touch me so Touch me so And when you say me then you make me lose control Lose control 
me want in my life, me not want no other girl in my world Baby girl, you're so flattering And when you walk on the street, you're not drag foot or staggering She never deal with a lot of men She's selective between the sheets, sometimes for daggering Says she not care about material things She wants a man who is loyal, fair and always listening One who will share responsibilities She wants a man who is by her side No matter sink or swim Now I'm gonna do you wrong, oh man Because we know you work Rarer than the diamond that them pull up from the earth She love me smell so when me a gone she wear my shirt She give me blessing like a church My baby girl I wonder why me love she so Love she so I tell her say no other girl can touch me so Touch me so And when you say me then you make me lose control Lose control Are you me wanting I'm me like me not want no other girl in my world I give her loving that will never stop She's on my down just like a cap Make she want to stand up and just shout it from the mountain top She sexy clean, she have ambition so she have a job Not carry about herself just like some little skeptical bum Her son is nice so she not entertain a middleman Loyal to the bone and I will never find another one Thankful for this woman cause me know I just to God's grace Me put her first, she never last place And baby girl I wonder why me love she so Love she so I tell her say no other girl can touch me so Touch me so And when you say me then you make me lose control Control. Are you me wanting and me like me not want no other girl in my world I love waking up to her in a the morning Breakfast in bed before she start yawning She is my princess so I'll be a prince charming Now I play no games I'm a real man no stalling She says she love me cause me set the bar high Compared to me there really is no other guy Give her the feeling like she's floating in the sky Give her good love and never lie My baby girl I wonder why me love she so Love she so I tell her say no other girl can touch me so Touch me so And when you say me then you make me lose control Control. My baby girl, I wonder why me love she so, love she so. I tell her say no other girl can. Welcome back to Brought Back Home on the CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, and broadcasted through our podcast on various music streaming services as well, wherever you're listening. I'm back with Ryan and Claire. And we are going to talk a little bit about their upcoming release, their EP that they've been working on. So something that I've talked about with all of the interviewees thus far and the musicians that I've talked with is the last few months have been a bit of an adaptation period because it's a lot harder to promote, because, especially locally, because locally a lot of your promotion would be done with doing live performances and shows when you have a new release coming out. And we're not quite back to normal yet as far as performances go. So if you guys are comfortable with this, why don't you tell me a little bit about the creative process, what that's been like the last little while, and 
what you see for the future of promoting this project? Um, so it's been like tricky because I, so I would usually like, I'd write my song at home, like by myself. And then like, I, like sometimes I wouldn't have like the bridge for like a second verse or whatever. So I'd go to Ryan and, um, we'd come up with that together. And since all of this coronavirus stuff has been happening, we, we used to do like it through FaceTime. So I'd like sing the song to him and then he'd like play some piano with it and like try and figure out like the music but since things started getting back um back to like normal a bit we've like come to the studio and we recorded a song memories it's been tricky but it's also been fun because the tricky part of it is because sometimes we don't always like agree on like the sound of like the music and i have like no idea like i don't even like yeah i can play the piano but i don't even know what the chords are called um so yeah we've had like I've been like well like maybe we could like change it to like something that sounds like this or like that but for the harmonies we like collaborate on that and like he's like try this and I'm like okay and I'm like wait can I try this and he's like yeah sure it sounds really good you said that you you play piano but you don't know the chord names is that you so you've taught yourself by by ear how to play um well I taught my I have this like app that I use and um like I teach myself like like a song like like a cover or something like I'll listen to a song and I'll be like oh this is pretty so then I'll like teach myself it on the piano and then I'll take chords from like different songs and like play them out and that's how I like come up with my original music yeah I don't take like the same chords from like the same song I just like (laughs) I'm like wait this sounds nice together and then I kind of go from there well Honestly, Claire, that's pretty much how music is created. You hear what other people do and you feel inspired and you go from there. For people out there, I think I, I just I should probably um, say this. For people out there trying to get into the realm of writing and creating um, something, like you can call it a cheat or whatever you want, but what I used to do when I first started out was simple, sim- similar to what Claire is suggesting, Go look for a song that that I like, break it apart, then try to write my own stuff on top of that, and then erase everything, keep what you created, and then create music around that. Right? Because then, because for some people that can't play or don't or don't don't feel comfortable using an instrument to compose with, that's a great way to get started. One thing should Give, give, give an excuse why you shouldn't get started. I can't sing or I can't play. Those are terrible excuses. <laughs> you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you do. I think for any budding artist, you can't just, you can perform and play for yourself and that's great if that's what you want to do and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you think you can create art and, and you want to share, the whole point of art is to share it with other people. There's nothing wrong with talking to other people who you know have experience. You, I, I feel, especially in Kingston, I don't think anyone's too big for their britches, even though they might seem like it. Usually uh, musicians are very excited to talk to up-and-coming musicians. Going to open mics is another thing that's super valuable, especially early on. I think, Ryan, I think that's good advice because you can always have an excuse for not going to do these things, for not seeking out someone who can help you create like with you and Claire or going to an open mic yeah. there's so many more reasons I think that you should be going out it's sometimes it's hard to get 
past that anxiety. Everyone's always self-conscious at the beginning. It's normal. But I guarantee anyone who thinks they're talented and has people around them, their friends and family, actually telling them to go for it, they're not saying it just to be nice because if they were trying to be nice, they would tell you to stay in and not play. <laughs> yeah, you got to ask yourself about that whole fear and the anxiety part of things. Like, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can actually happen if I go on stage and sing this song? Mess up. That's not. That's. I mean, that's the worst that could possibly happen. You sing around note here or there, but that's how you learn. You know that you grow from that. That's how growth happens. So, Claire, we've talked a little bit about how you're a young musician. You're trying to break through into kind of being considered a, a professional, and I and I think we're, you're very close. How long have you been playing music for and how long have you been composing for? Well, I haven't. I've been composing more than I've been playing. I started composing music before I started playing music. So, like, I wanted to write songs because I'm very inspired by uh, my one of my favorite artists, Tate McRae. She, like, just got, like, super big. And I didn't have, like, any instruments and I didn't know how to, like, play or anything. So I just kind of, like, came up with a melody in my head and, like, recorded it on my phone, and I was like, hey, I wrote a song. I was like, this is cool. And then I brought it to Ryan, and he, like, created music for it. And I was like, I want a ukulele. I want, like, an instrument that I can, like, make music with as well as, like, sing music. So then I started writing and composing music on my ukulele, and then I got a piano, and then I went off and wrote a bunch of songs on that. So how how long has that been for, roughly? Oh, yeah. Um... Um, I about like a year and a half. Just listening to some of the music that Ryan and I have exchanged, that's uh, that's very impressive because I can't I can't even imagine just starting to play music for a year and a half and have something uh, as solid a foundation as as you two have. It's it's very impressive. Thank you. So, like I mentioned earlier, you guys have been the the writing process for the new release has been a little different than maybe what you expected coming into this. Do you have an idea of like a release time for the, the new EP? Uh, yeah, I would probably say summer next. Summer 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, summer 2001. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think sometime in the summer and next year we'll be able to actually have indoor performances again. So if we can, I'm really looking forward to seeing your face out there, Claire, and uh, I'll probably be at one of those shows at some point, I'm sure. I don't want to take up too much of your day, and I'll let you get back to the creative process, but I really appreciate you both coming on the show today and sharing your experiences from the last couple months and, I guess, Ryan, the last uh, few years, and I'm sure we'll hear more from you soon. Yes, thank for you sure, for having for us. Sure. Thank you so much for having us. And that does it for this week's episode of Brought Back Home. Next week is our final episode, which seems crazy to me. These eight weeks have totally flown by. And whether you've only heard this episode, several, all of them, it doesn't matter. I appreciate it. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe. Thank you for listening and I'll see you all next week here on Brought Back Home.